This shit is legit scary. I mean, yeah. Like if you, whoever's just listening to this, if you didn't watch that, go to YouTube. That video is scary as hell. These videos are really, really unsettling that you're making. <laughs> See what comes out of me? What's in here is unsettling. That's just what comes out. Well, hell yeah, I am ready to fucking party. And I'm Vinny Poison, the cringe master. Dressed as the godfather of shock. Self. Or someone else, you know? Something. Somebody that did this. Maybe a fan of Rob Zombie's. Maybe a fan of wrestling. I feel like Rob Zombie's been in my head a lot because something about that theme made me think of Rob Zombie and then Ashley said the same thing when she heard it and then I think it's because it's the heavy guitar groove and then the synthesizers over it and because he's talking about Frankenstein and you just think about Rob Zombie you do like associate him with the monsters and so you know since that popped into both of our heads spent some time revisiting Rob Zombie songs. It's like, which Rob Zombie song is this that we're thinking <laughs> of that's like this? And none of them really sound like it. <laughs> we came up empty-handed with some like Dragula and Living Dead Girl and even some of the White Zombie Thunder Kiss 65 and all this stuff that I thought I was going to be like, yep, see, there it is. But it really doesn't. It just has kind of a vibe that that 
also that Rob Zombie and White Zombie also has that also a lot of Marilyn Manson. There's like a bunch of dudes that this kind of reminds me of. I love this song and I think I probably never really heard it other than Wayne's World, but I, I had a lot of fun trying to cut. I don't think that I captured. I don't think you you get the feed my Frankenstein vibe, but I am playing almost exactly what they played. It just somehow doesn't sound like it when I get I, that. I mean, I hear the song all the time on the radio. I think you did a great job. I love the fucking tone. I love all the drum stuff that I can hear. Yeah, you're not talking about monsters. You're not talking to us all sleazy and sexy and maybe you're threatening to have sex with them, but also eat them, maybe cannibalize them. Like that's not happening, so you're not giving us that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah. It's a it's a cool ass groove. And this is one of those songs that um, it sounded just sort of generic to me when I first listened, thinking about doing it for this show. Because I fucked up. I thought we were going to do No More Mr. Nice Guy, so I recorded the drums <laughs> for that. And then then I learned, and I was like, shit. I went back to the drum board. And when I first started playing with this, or just thinking about it, I was like, eh. I mean, it, it's not. It's whatever. You know, it's lukewarm. And then... It really wasn't until I started um, looking for... I, I like to look for live footage of these bands playing these songs. And a lot of times if I can find one where it's focused on the drummer, it's super helpful. It kind of shows me what the drummer's doing. And then with this song I found, and I even shared it with you, and I don't know if you want to play any of it, but I mean, it's fucking badass. I don't even remember the guy's name, but it, I think it's the same guy he has now. Glenn Sobel. Glenn Sobel, yes, yeah, like 2016. And it's a video of just him playing from behind his back. And you focus on the drums, and it's got such a cool fucking groove to it. And he's doing some cool shit with the ride that I overdubbed, but I still don't think you actually hear it in my mix. Couldn't get it in there. It's like this neat little bell on the ride thing that he's adding to it. And it's just a stone cold groove. And it's fun as hell to play. So. Let's watch him play it. Yeah, honestly. That, this is my inspiration. And you can kind of hear them playing in the background. You hear the band a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like, I kind of was playing along to this a lot. And they're actually tuned down even further here. This is in C sharp, whereas the recording is in D. So I even did mine in C sharp instead of D. But this. Flipping them sticks like. It's crazy. Of course, I couldn't do all that. 
And this shit with the ride, I tried to emulate it, but I guarantee you, go back and listen to my theme, and somehow I just failed that. Love that. I don't know if the original had that, but that makes it such a killer groove. He's a machine. Shit in there. I thought about just using this, just like bringing this into Logic and Drum Bill, and like play into this. And I and I kind of did that, and messed around with it, but the quality of this ain't that great, so I couldn't work with it. you can really tell that somebody loves their job. Like he's having a great time. If this shit isn't in the original recording, he's doing it because he has room for it and he has the skill for it and he's bringing his own extra touch and it's fantastic. And so a lot of the shit that I did at the end of the theme where it's rock out, big rock ending, it seems like a digression that's stupid doesn't go anywhere. It's because it's kind of how they end this in this live recording. Woo! Of course, I don't do any of that. So crazy, too, the video watching the sky roll above him. Yeah. Yeah, this right here, I, I did this in my version. Not that, but this, the snare roll. That's why I do the snare roll in my version in my hi-hat. <laughs> and then I ended it big ending, big rock ending. But later I listened back and thought, it sounds a little bit weird, my snare roll that I did. It's so mesmerizing we ended just like watching the whole damn thing. I could watch them the whole concert from just like his point of view and just listening to him being the primary focal point. that too. I did that exact same thing. Did you stand up too? Like as you were playing that drum part? I did. I was was flipping my sticks like constantly the entire time I was playing. The sticks were turning in my hands while I was playing. (laughs) Amazing. But anyways, yeah, so that that groove band, it really, really turned me on to that song and then I got into it and uh, we're gonna celebrate the shit out of that after. Have I even introduced you yet, my friend Candace Black? 
No. She's always our host. That's true. That is true. So far. I mean, you never know. But for right now, yes. I am Candace Black. And I'm not in any kind of a costume. I'm just, uh... I just pulled some things out of my closet that I never wear. And, uh... I remember buying this thing. Sorry, I'm backwards in Zoom, so I'm like, where is it? I bought this thing last year for Halloween and I never put it on, so... I'm wearing it this year. And this thing, I'm like... I kind of halfway feel like I'm from the movie Labyrinth right now. Feather collar. <laughs> the things that you I never have any reason. Yeah. You remind me of the babe. That's a great song. It is. Damn. I don't even want to. I'm afraid of it sounding like I'm making fun of it just trying to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I think you're gonna share a really cool playlist. Oh my god, I'm so excited, you guys! I um love making set lists, playlists, party soundtracks for for events, and I've always done like Halloween sets and Christmas sets and things like that. And I will do a Christmas one too. Um, but I did make a wet t-shirt podcast Halloween um, playlist on Spotify. And I'm going to put that link in the description and I'm going to share it on our social media. What it has in it right now, I basically went through all of the music that we have played on the show and added everything that I thought would fit a Halloween party playlist for music from this era um, and my plan is to keep adding to it we're doing this next year I'll go through all the music that we've done since like you know the end of October through next September October and add it all in and you'll have an even uh, bigger playlist next year so that's going to be really great that's fun just to have something to put on to put a little uh, theme music on your weekend uh, we're actually you know we're taping this the weekend before Halloween weekend um, you guys are going to be listening to this Halloween week unless you're not unless you find it much later on <laughs> But, um, but every day is Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. As, as Al Jorgensen, Jorgensen taught us a long time ago. Hell yeah. Is there any Judas Priest on that? Goddamn right. You're fucking right there is. There was, I, I got like a little excited because at a date night, I was looking to see if there were any concerts in town. And it said Judas Priest. And it didn't say postponed. And I was all like super stoked because, and I thought, how cool would it be if they covered Plymouth Rocks? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, they postponed all of that stuff because of Richie Faulkner's um, emergency heart surgery. So, yeah, none of that. Hard times. Definitely, definitely. But I mean, I don't.
don't know how things are where you guys are. For us, um, I think I heard yesterday that our count is like 27 people per 100,000 or something. It's very low here. So they're going to go on with like, um, we have this big Halloween parade that happens in my town. Um, just, just last month, a really big event that happens in Athens called Athfest got canceled because the numbers were kind of at a level that the town, like the mandate, it has to be under a certain amount per 100,000 people in order to have those kinds of gatherings. So they canceled it. And it really sucked for a lot of musicians who, and a lot of businesses that count on that Athfest money. Um, but they, it looks like it's going to go ahead and happen with uh, the wild rumpus that happens here in Athens um, because the numbers are low. So who knows? Maybe things are going to be okay this winter. Here's hoping. <laughs> what about our boy though rob halford um he uh he's like recovering from cancer yeah he revealed this week that he has been fighting prostate cancer since the spring of 2020. fucking brutal and it's really wild because he's been working this whole time i mean he's you know, he's not hiding away and being sick or anything. He's been doing commercials. He's been selling insurance. He went on tour for a little while. I mean, he's working. So, I, I hope that he's in remission right now. He's he kind of like flow from Progressive. Yeah. He's like literally going to show up when a tree falls. He's going to size it up. Yeah, I've been meaning okay. to call and to talk to them about insurance, even though it's New Jersey based, just to see if he'll pop up in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a candy man or bloody Mary. I don't know how you do it, but I want to, I want the Rob Halford trick to get him to just pop up and start singing. I know. I know. I want to see those commercials again. <laughs> Let's take a break and go watch those commercials. <laughs> Maybe next year you can be uh, Rob Halford from the Plymouth Rocks commercial for Halloween. I should do that. <laughs> I should just shave my head. You do sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of work. To, like, go in total... I mean... I'm not opposed to just shaving and being like totally bald. I'm not even opposed to that, but it grows fast. So I'd have to be doing that. I think every day, these guys, I think, and I mean, good on them. It looks great. Just don't know if I could even keep it up. Fucking aging sucks. You can just get a, get your scalp lasered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you never have to worry about it again. 
That's got to fuck your brain up, right? A laser on your scalp. I put lasers in our eyes. That's a very southern thing I just said, you guys. Eyes. There's that COVID <laughs> shit. That fucking vaccine. Got some brain shit in there. When they test you for COVID, they stick a brain chip up in your... What's gonna happen? I'm getting my booster on Sunday. What's gonna happen? That's like the update. To the, that's the, that's to the extra Satan. Mm-hmm. Extra magnetisms. I can stick metal things to me and they'll stick. I think so. Maybe that's what happened to Vince Neil when he fell off that stage. Mm. <laughs> he got a booster. <laughs> so, man, that would have been epic to have been there. You teased up wanting to go to that shit. Like, what if you had went to the Monsters on the Mountain and were watching Motley Crue and physically witnessed him fall off the stage and break some ribs right in I front of your very eyes? I was just saying that. I was saying that yesterday. I was telling somebody, like, I would have vlogged that whole thing, first of all. Wet t-shirt past like wet t-shirt podcast would have witnessed everything that I witnessed. You know what I mean? I would have I would have had so much footage for you guys. Though it would have been a big moment in my life to have witnessed Vince Neil falling off the stage. Like just happen happening to be there for this. You guys are lucky. I've got footage of it. It's not the same as being there, but you know, it is what it is. Next time he falls, perhaps I will be there. Have a watch. Have you seen it? Oh no. Oh. I, I love. I, I'm. I do not love him falling. I wish him the best of health, and I hope he recovers very, very quickly from these broken ribs. But I love. Dana's reaction. So let's just get into it. He looks great. Vince looks like he's really getting into shape. Um, oh, shit. Bad news. But I'm going to tell the truth. The truth is Vince fell and broke ribs when he fell. Oh, shit. He can't breathe and he's going to get dealt with medically. Now that sucks for us and him. He was so excited to be here. He lives in Tennessee, but he was willing to stick it out and tough it up when the people back here telling him don't do it. Let's have one good round of applause, please, for this guy that's toughing up like there's no fucking tomorrow. Okay? We're going to do one thing as a tribute, and every one of you fuckers sing so he hears it when he's getting taken out. You ready? Here we go. So. Bug in we're live tonight streaming on your device again. Yeah. I got a friend that, that like loves that version that we did of that. I had somebody just tell me last week in person. They were like, oh my God, that Molly Crew uh, theme song. Um. But the but what I meant before about loving what Dana said was, I don't know what happened. Okay, this is what I do know happened. Vince fell, went backstage. As we learned from the um, when we watched the 
you know, back when he like walked off the stage in the middle of a show a few months ago and it was a big drama, right? He, he wouldn't finish the show. He said his voice crapped out. And the band had to keep playing because they're playing to backing tracks or something. And there was no way they could just stop. So they just had to finish the song. The same thing happened um, when he fell. They finished the song without him. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but what I'm guessing happened was uh, there, there was uh, there was some negative things being yelled or said about him um, in response to his fall and in response to him leaving and not coming back. So Dana was very defensive. He was just like, he wanted to keep going, but the paramedics won't let him, which is probably not the case. He broke ribs, you know what I mean? He couldn't breathe. I doubt he was just fighting to get back out there to finish the show, but he felt very defensive of events and um, so definitely wanted to make sure that everybody understood that he wanted to be there if he could. He also said, he was like, he lives in Tennessee. Like that means he yeah. really, he really w wanted to do this show. It matters <laughs> a little bit more. Um, well, so he's a class act, Dana. Yeah. And Vince, uh, uh, Godspeed, Vince. You yeah. better, I hope. Yeah. Um, there, uh, yeah. There's that. Also, just, I didn't even like put this in the notes, but on a side note, this week, Nikki Six, a little shady. Uh oh. Had a quote talking about how. He thinks it's very, very important to get in shape when you've got a big tour coming up and, you know, all of that. Like, not, no names, but seemed pretty clear what he was talking about. Take what you will from that. Yeah. Nikki Six played bass on Beat My Frankenstein. He fucking did. Crazy. We'll it's talk. a badass bass sound. I mean, yeah, very kind of uh, Doctor Feelgoodish, honestly. It's heavy. Yeah, digging it. So, um, I'll, I'll refrain from talking more about Frankenstein for the moment. <laughs> There's lots of various news items here. I see. Very interesting. One next is. Uh, some lawsuit action the founding Queensryche drummer this was pretty weird when I read your notes here I was like wow this is wild because he's saying he's saying that he took paternity leave in 2017 and that he's not getting paid and hasn't been included in recordings they're saying that he just walked out and like they hadn't heard shit from him, but he's acting like. So he has he done shit since the paternity leave? I couldn't tell. No. So basically, what I read was that he went on paternity leave. His wife had a cesarean. It was very hard. And before he went on the paternity leave, he says that he, like, they reestablished, reaffirmed that he 
his holdings in all of these different Queensryche businesses, you know, whatever, their merch, their this, their that, his piece was this, and it's fine if he takes this leave. Um, and it's unclear um, what kind of discussions have been had. Uh, Queensryche kind of seems like they haven't really heard from him very much, or that he's just never came back to work after paternity leave. Like he was supposed to take six weeks or something, and... They got a pretty good benefits package in Queensryche if you get six weeks paternity leave. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, he's saying that they just went on to not pay him again after that. Any piece of any of the things that he had a piece of. And that they've recorded things since then, and he's not on them. So, it's a whole thing. And I and I had heard a little while ago on Eddie Trunk's show that he was putting on social media that he was going to be doing something related to Queensryche, and, and it was controversial because people are like, what are you going to do? Like, you're the drummer, yeah, but what are you going to do? Put out your own Queensryche stuff? Um, so, but I guess this might have been what he was talking about. So... Yeah, that's going on. Well, we're going to just keep track of that. we got to keep track of the Nirvana Kids lawsuit. So we'll just have to... So many things. See how it all plays out. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard about this in the last few weeks, but there was a high school principal in Ontario that was being... Not sued, but there was a petition going around because this person is a very big Iron Maiden fan and on her social media, a lot of their imagery and some of the parents have had a problem with that and sent around a petition to get this principal removed. And basically the school board issued a statement this week saying, this principal gets to keep their job. <laughs> like, screw you guys. Leave, the, leave this lady alone. Let her like her Iron Maiden. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, speaking of Bruce Dickinson, I've been talking about him a lot lately. Um, but he's starting a new psychological uh, podcast called... Psycho Schizo Espresso podcast. And it's with a psychologist named Dr. Kevin Dutton from Oxford, Oxford University. Um, anyway, that debuts on Halloween. So if you want to listen to Bruce Dickinson and a psychologist talk about psychology <laughs> um, bi weekly, look for that on Halloween. That could be really good. I'm sure it, it will be. It could be terrible. It could it be could, very boring. But that's a fascinating subject. Um, get some good guests on there. You could do portraits of, you know, people like some crazy guy that went on a mass shooting thing or whatever. Um, I, I'd listen to that, I think. Bruce Dickinson, so I take it he's somewhat academic for a rock star. He is. Nice. From what I understand. 
I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he also flies. Like, he's got a pilot's license. He's out here living. He's educating himself in a whole lot of different ways. So, yeah. Listen to a rock legend talk about very intelligent things. <laughs> the inner um, workings of the human mind. That's yeah. really... Fascinating. It is. I mean, becomes kind of ultimately the most important thing, trying to figure yourself out. You know? Fucking. Yeah. So, Rob Zombie, where are we at on Rob Zombie as a visionary, a as an artist? No, I don't give a shit about him as a person. I mean, like, his body of work because I remember liking White Zombie back in the day. Loved them. I remember never really liking his solo work. Yeah. And I remember liking House of a Thousand Corpses because I thought, hey, that's pretty neat. Kind of mm -hmm. put it all together. It was To me, it was like suddenly all the imagery, all of his art, the way he does his videos, what he sings about, his sound, it coalesced in, in that movie in a way that like, explained to me his vision. It was like fully realized. His vision fully realized was House of a Thousand Corpses. And it was fantastic and ridiculous. You could be a character from that movie right now in this makeup. And yeah. So I feel like everything he's done since then I've not liked though. I've liked... I haven't, admittedly, I haven't seen everything. Um, but I like Devil's Rejects. I liked what he did with um, the Halloween movie. That seems to be a love it or hate it thing. Like, Halloween fans hardly ever lukewarm. It's, all the, it's always just, you know, they really loved it and thought it was cool that he created this backstory for Michael or you hated that he did that. And I think I fall into the hated that he did that thing. I hated that he made him just a bunch of, every single character is just this totally hateable, ultra foul mouthed redneck. It's like literally every character in his films are that character. And I just think like, there's nobody here I like. I don't wanna spend any time with these people. And so, I don't know what to think about the monsters. Maybe they'll be like that. Like, is he going to turn the <laughs> monsters into these redneck, inbred, like, alcoholic, foul mouth? Like, is that what he's going to do with it? Turn them into cannibal rednecks? Wouldn't that be something? God, I hope not. I mean, he's he has... All right, so you got the first look at it. We got what? Just that still image? Yeah, we saw the house with okay. Brock Zombie last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Now we've got our first look at the cast. So let's have a look. And here we've got them. So it's not the full cast, though. So we've only got Herman, Lily, and Grandpa. Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> who's playing Lily? <laughs> 
<laughs> his wife. <laughs> and this guy is playing Herman. Death Daniel Phillips is Herman. Maybe he'll be awesome. Cherry Moon Zombie, you're not so sure. Not so sure. Maybe what she's gonna she's gonna do with Lily. She may be faithful to it. I mean, I have a feeling they're gonna have a lot of like respect or they're really gonna wanna honor these characters. Hopefully. God, I hope so. God I hope so. Grand the grandpa looks great. Uh Daniel Roebuck is the name. Fantastic. Okay, well, I really do hope for it because I feel like I saw in House of a Thousand Corpses, like, yes, the, like I said, the full realization of a vision. And so there's, I feel like he's got it in him to make another great film. Hopefully this is it. Hopefully he doesn't just go with the ultra vulgar, just white trash. You know, it's just Lily does a strip tease or something like that. Just beat that shit into the ground, man. Just <laughs> move on from it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But uh, anyways, yeah. So. Speaking of movies uh -huh. in the works. Um, I love movies. Yes. We should do a a horror movie podcast we, we maybe talk, someday we, we were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street last week and it's just like damn it it's so easy fun. easy to talk about movies it really is it's very conducive to a podcast discussion to discuss a movie rather than song <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah so Ozzy and Sharon got biopic. a biopic coming up where it's going to be Sharon's going to be some ultra babe yeah yeah Ozzy will be like I feel like Machine we just, Gun Kelly <laughs> yeah we just saw that biopic when we watched that video <laughs> yeah. a few weeks ago I know what was that video did it have actual nudity in it I felt like I saw some boobies during the party everything scenes. flashed real fast but I was thinking where did this air what is this for what is this supposed to air on with the new nudity? videos don't have the same kind of restrictions i mean they're just going to be on youtube or Vimeo i thought youtube or had restrictions Vivo. about boobies I mean, and stuff yeah you can't monetize it that doesn't mean you can't post it like you can't post ads on it but that doesn't that doesn't mean you can't post it can't have nudity in the thumbnail but you can i mean most of the videos that i put up with boobies in them like the classic strip teases and all that got them from YouTube. wow what a world we live in day and time <laughs> yeah the ozzy and sharon story needs to be documented for posterity so future generations it's learn. a love story for the ages like romeo and juliet well i have a few um song drops this week i'm not going to play any of them because none of them fit here um but do check them out because it's very exciting i think for music to drop and if i could i would play every new song for you guys but jerry cantrell Dropped a new song called Siren Song. 
He's got a new solo album. It's being released next week called Brighton. Um, Flash just came off of the Guns N' Roses tour and dropped a new song with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And it's called um, The River is Rising from a new album that is titled Four, like just the, the number four. And that is coming in February. And I don't know what's going on, um, but LA Guns are just, you can't stop them right now. They're dropping like good music video after good music video right now. Um, and they just dropped another one a couple of days ago for the song Get Along. Adorable. Um, Phil Lewis is really feeling like dressing up for these video themes. So it's really cute. Um, and it's a good song. Soulful and, and heartfelt. Um, and then Donnie V of Enough's Enough dropped a new song and a music video for Party Time. Um, Chips Enough is in the video playing bass. Um, it looks like it's from a box set called The Donnie V Collection. And you can get that at his website right now. It's uh, solo artist stuff. Somebody asked me, I was telling them about doing a podcast on hair metal bands. They said, who's your favorite hair metal band? And I'm usually stumped by that question. My favorite anything. Me too. But I said enough's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite hair metal band. Sorry, yeah. everyone else. I mean, you guys are all awesome, but... Sorry. I mean, he's going to get a Benny Vincent Invasion tattoo, but that doesn't mean that he likes Benny Vincent more. It, I guess <laughs> I guess VVI will come in second. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to get the VVI tattooed on my neck. Mm. People think it's for like it's like Roman numerals. They'll be like, "What Roman numerals?" Twenty-one. Is? <laughs> uh, oh, real quick before we get into the music, I found on Loudwire's um, website some really good ideas, last-minute Halloween costume ideas. Would it be, be your favorite? Would VVI... Is it V5? Is V5? What am I thinking about? But then it, if you had two Vs, it'd be an X. Oh, you're right. X is a 10. And then... So VVI 11. wouldn't make any sense. It'd be 11, but it would be the wrong way to write it. Damn. <laughs> Sorry to trip you up on the, oh, no. the Rockstar Halloween costume ideas. Yeah, I thought about... Thought about Rockstar. I did look when we were. I talked about it previous yeah. episode. We went, and there is. There's like three different Rockstar man costumes, <laughs> but these are specific rock stars. Okay, even better. I win be. Slash. Yeah. Did you ever see my Slash costume? Maybe you can send it to me, and I can put it in here. Cause I went to like two parties that year as Slash, and I had the top hat, the wig. And I have a Les Paul. So I just, <laughs> I took a shirt that I had and I cut the sleeves off. And then I tied a flannel shirt around my waist and had jeans that were ripped, ripped holes in the knees. The Les Paul, and it was 
and then wore shades and then had like a unlit cigarette just hanging out of my mouth all night. Killed it. And, then, and I was playing like slash solos all night. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing. I just would start break into Sweet Child of Mine. Perfect. If I'd have had, it would have been even better, really. The icing on the cake would have been if I'd have had one of those little Marshall half stack amps mm. and had it on my belt and just playing through it. Because I was just playing unplugged in electric guitar. But, anyways. So, 23 rock and metal icons. You can easily be. Easily. Easily. Anyone could. Watch this. Ozzy. Um, okay. You just put on a wig. Get some shades. Black nail polish, round sunglasses. Uh, write Ozzy on the knuckles of one hand. You're Ozzy. Put on a cross. A slash, you know, top hat, sunglasses, wig. They said put on some black pants. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's true. He'd probably wear leather pants. Yeah. Buckethead. Okay, that's an easy one. I saw those masks at Halloween store. Yeah. Got a wig. Ask for a clean KFC bucket. <laughs> Can I get an extra bucket, please? I'll give you a dollar. I think you need to know somebody to get that. Mm. King Diamond. Okay, I was thinking King Diamond when you did my makeup. I was like, is this a King Diamond thing? Like, put across somewhere? Yeah. Never um, listen to King Diamond. I don't know if we're going to cover that ever. Never listen to a single King Diamond song, ever. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. King Diamond. Put on a black jacket. Put on a top hat. Put some crosses on your face. Boom. Lemmy. Again. Uh, once you gotta just put on some sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of a cowboy hat. Cut your hat. beard like this. Yeah, look like a biker. Get um, yourself a Rickenbacker bass. Mm -hmm. Carry a bass. Yeah, you just get yourself a fucking bass. Um, yeah. Alice Cooper. Oh. Look at him. Twins. I didn't know the top hat tonight. I fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're saying Stevie Nicks here. Be a girl. Yeah, be a girl just wearing a witchy dress and people are going to be like, you're Stevie Nicks? No. With no. a tambourine. Right. They're saying put on a top hat. Yeah, that would make it more Stevie Nicks. They're telling you David Bowie here, but this is really Aladdin Sane. Go ahead and put your lightning bolt across your face. Red wig. Yes, makeup, of course. Classic. You can really wear that to any occasion. As a matter of fact, I was at a barbecue, like, I don't know, seven years ago or something, and a, a teenage kid there, maybe he was like 14 years old, had on ace makeup. Space, space ace for no reason he was just at a barbecue i'm just saying do it damn yeah you're saying slipknot that's not easy you have to buy one of their masks and uh they're not cheap so 
Um, Axel. Finny's already been Axel one time this year. Um, bandana pulled down over your eyebrows. Sunglasses. Sleeveless things. This one is a little tricky. They're saying it'd be Kurt Cobain just by Get wearing some oversized sweater. clothing. Cardigan sweater. <laughs> Daniel Johnson t-shirt underneath it. Unwashed blonde hair. People um, probably want to be jokey about it and like a, make it acoustic like acoustic guitar that's like strung the wrong way. Yeah, there's no value in that. Being a ZZ Top, being Billy Gibbons. Okay. I mean, you gotta get one of those long, long beards. Get the hat, the beard. Hmm. Yep, Angus. Angus Young. Yeah. Cool boy outfits are not that easy to come across for grown people, so. Rob Halford is expensive. If you well, want to look like Rob Halford, this is a leather on leather moment and studs all over it. You gotta be on, you gotta be like this full on dominatrix at the end of this shopping adventure. Jimi Hendrix is a little bit more easy. Uh, if you're white, you don't want to put on any color on your skin. Like no, don't color up, but you can like headband over some messy hair, psychedelic colored blousy tops and have a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Run around, just playing some Jimi Hendrix solos. <laughs> this again, Joan Jett. Come on. Hmm. You'd have to tell people all night long that you're being Joan Jett. Not an easy to Unless do. Unless you look like her. Yeah. Now we're getting to some, some like doom metal shit me that I don't know about. Yeah, black metal bands. That's a mask. I don't know about Tobias Forge, but that's that's terrifying. Twisted Sister, D is a great costume, a really good costume. I highly recommend doing a Twisted Sister moment. D Eddie, somehow. You're a <laughs> they don't actually give you an example. They yeah. show you a drawn artwork, drawing of Eddie. They're saying, go get a mask. <laughs> okay. And Thanks. then B, you can be Andrew WK. Easy. Greasy hair, white on white outfit, and you're done. Now, Fred Durst has been doing this, like, strange new look. Have you seen him like this? No. That's him, Biscuit. Okay. He's giving us this, like, sabotage Beastie Boys huh. moment. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, Fred Durst was number one. Was that a countdown? Like we were getting to the best one and Fred Durst nah. was number one? No, nah, they were just showing us okay. 23 of them. No particular order. Well, thanks, Loudwire. That really helped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not dressing up like anymore <laughs> this month, but next year. I'm going to be uh, King Diamond next year. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I can't right. think that far ahead. I can't plan <laughs> a whole year out. So you're in the last episode where we talked about Alice Cooper. 
episode one. <laughs> 28 episodes ago. You remembered being told that Alice Cooper would shit on stage and eat it. Yeah. And there's this guy... Which was untrue, by the way. If you didn't watch that episode, that's a lie. Well, this dude that I listen to his radio show sometimes was talking about when he was a kid being told that Alice Cooper and David Bowie had a gross-out contest on stage that culminated in shit-eating. And that was his version of the story, is that it was a gross-out contest between the two leading, reigning kings of shockery, shock rockers, David Bowie and Alice Cooper, ultimately eating feces. <laughs> I, I want to know if I could ever... Um, interview Alice Cooper <laughs> I guess I would ask him how like how come we know about two different people saying that they know about you eating poop it got around why did this happen why why did this rumor why did you become known for this the same thing with uh Rod Stewart hmm <laughs> having to have his stomach pumped from like oh. swallowing too much cum or something. <laughs> My goodness. It was either that or a gerbil. Or maybe that was another person. I mean, I don't know. That stuff's like Those were the stories. Those were the stories that we had. It doesn't seem like you'd have to get that pumped out. It was like Marilyn Manson is really that kid from Wonder Years. These right. are like these stories that... That's Mandela effect shit. <laughs> it's like it's really the Baron Stain Bears, not the Baron Steen Bears. That's fucked up. And it's been that way the whole time, according to... According to them. Ooh. Spooky. So the king Ooh. of spooky... Alice fucking Cooper in the house. His dick is a fucking piece to, it's pieced oh. together from other body parts and it's got electrodes in a shaft wow his dick is frankenstein dick this My is God. the songs about right like it's, it's like feed my frankenstein is his dick and it's yes. gonna eat you as well as fuck you oh my god you've uncovered it but yes yeah, so the frankenstein dick alice cooper um, he, yeah, he's been talking about his Frankenstein dick a long damn time. Well, first of all, in crafting this episode, I did not make it an another Alice Cooper episode, but like we will have more of those, but that's not what this is. This is, I challenged myself to, because I wanted to do, um, Feed My Frankenstein, I challenged myself to find songs relating to sort of classic movie monster type of creatures, right? But Alice Cooper, yes, has been talking about Frankenstein for a hot minute. Maybe more than we've even got here. I didn't really do a lot of research, but um, there is a track 
called Teenage Frankenstein. Well, it's from his 1986 record, Constrictor. Um, it was also on the uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 Jason Lives soundtrack, along with two other Alice Cooper songs. Um, He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask, and Hard Rock Summer. Now, Yo, that is the best Friday the 13th. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yo, let me say, um, pretty much... That's what I was, I was trying to describe to my mother-in-law why oh. that's such a great series. And I felt like, until I told her, I felt like, you know, it was schlock to begin with, so it got a pass. The first movie was its own thing, but like we kind of just understood it to be schlock. And then Jason Lives is a masterpiece. So like for that to, that just elevated the whole series. It made every other one good or better. I mean, because it was so good and, um, I love it. Filming yeah. Georgia. I feel like, you know, we did our Freddy episode. So next Halloween, we're probably going to just destroy. We're probably going to explore the Jason series as a whole, but the Friday the 13th series, because there's so much good music there. Um, there is a music video for Teenage Frankenstein, and it's great, but it's like a live show. And this is a fucking live show from 1986 you know it sounds like garbage um and it's a longer version than the studio version so i was i was actually just going to take their live episode and just put the studio stuff over it so it just sounded better but it's like two minutes longer so it just wouldn't have worked um so i made my own as i do noise this uh video is oh yeah you know i'm sure you guys have seen in the last couple of years on social media how there are like some pole dancers that are like dressed up as something spooky they're like the ring girl or something and they're doing a really spooky dance i'm into that so there's a couple of them in this video clip this nice. is alice cooper teenage frankenstein
creepy. Hell yeah, that's catchy. Yeah. And those strippers are scary, or they're not actually strippers. These dancers, dancers are, are creepy as hell. Yeah. I love that shit. I'll tell you that. I mean, I guess I've always had an admiration, a respect for pole dancers, strippers, entertainers, whatever, but watching these videos and putting them together for the whatever however many weeks past when i was doing just the wet t-shirt contest stuff and watching these pole dancers it makes me so envious of how strong they are and how how much muscle they control have i'm amazed i totally get it like why it's a fitness class like craze because you just gain so much strength, so much core strength, and so much arm strength, and it's just amazing. True that. Um, so we're so excited about Halloween, so into the Halloween spirit, and yeah. watching a bunch of horror movies this month. Hmm. And we went and saw Halloween Kills, but... Oh. Also, that was last weekend, and then this weekend, revisited Return of the Living Dead. Wow. And it was fantastic, because every single time I watch it, it's always so great. And then I wanted to see, I was looking around on YouTube wanting to see, how'd they make the Tar Man? You know? Because it's so, such a great effect. That it looks almost like a puppet. Or we actually thought that. Actually not talking about it. We're like, that had to be a puppet. Because it looked like too skinny to be possibly human. 
And then we looked up on YouTube for behind the scenes shit and watched this whole long documentary. The documentary is longer than the movie. Um, super in depth with everybody, all the surviving cast and like producers and all these people. And it was super good. It's called More Brains. I recommend it. It's on YouTube. It's totally free. And, um, but yeah, like, so last week we're talking to Andrew and apparently he's got Linnea Quigley in his contacts on his phone and could totally call her. And she's super awesome. She seems like she'd be awesome. But her scene in that movie, uh, we were trying to decide, like, what what is it about Return of the Living Dead that is so iconic or makes it so iconic? It's, there's lots of things that you could name, but, like, what is maybe, like, the top two? And I said Tar Man and Trash's Dance on top of the, the grave strips down and that's not because I'm a perv I just think like that those two ha scenes had to have been the scenes that like people would have been talking about after the movie came out when they go and like talk to people about it like you have to go see this crazy movie this is you know so I feel like those are the really like huge iconic moments yeah I don't know if you've seen it recently enough to... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been watching a lot of scary stuff, too, this month. Um, you talked about Malignant. You talked about The Love Witch. I watched both of those things. Um, last week, like, right after we filmed the episode, I went and watched Freddy versus Jason immediately. Like, I had to watch it. And... It wasn't as, surprisingly, my impression of how violent and how gory it was. I mean, maybe I'm just more numb to things now, but I was just like, yes, it wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> and uh, then the other night we watched the newer, the A Nightmare um, on Elm Street from 2010. Um, because I hadn't watched that since it came out either. And it was very dark. And, um, you know, not as fun as the Robert England Freddy Krueger, which I knew going in, but I just wanted to be, you know, I needed to be, I feel like I need to go back and watch like Freddy's Dead because I haven't watched that in a long time. Like what we watched a few weeks ago when my kid and I, ooh, me and my kid were watching um, we watched three, four, and five together, and we kind of stopped. So I have to watch Freddy's Dead and some other things that I just completely do not remember. But speaking of um, movies that were iconic to us, then um, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World, <laughs> Wayne's World, and Bill and Ted's. It's hard to. Uh, you cannot exaggerate how important Wayne's World and the Bill and Ted movies were to introducing me to these legends, you know, like Bohemian Rhapsody so prominent in Wayne's World 1 
And then this was... Feed My Frankenstein was actually in Wayne's World too, right? And we'll check that. I was thought it was the first just in one the first one? one. I think it is in the first one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in that first one. Yeah. Because that's where they're trying to get. That's the goal. Wayne, they, they're trying to get to the Alice Cooper concert. Okay. So, yeah. So that was like the scene where they're like, we're not worthy. We're not mm -hmm. worthy. And but he was so into that stuff. I mean, he was right at that perfect age. And it was all so funny at, at the time to us, you know. Kind of watching that stuff now, the humor doesn't really hold up. But back then, Wayne's World was like the funniest shit in the world. And um, I remember you had the hat. You had the yep. Wayne hat. I had Wayne's World hat. Yeah. Yeah. I, w I loved them. I had a huge crush on Dana Carvey back then. I did. Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah. The movies were fun. The movies were fun. It is fun. I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, they were great. They were so good. I remember seeing, um, I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one, but Cinderella have a song on one of them and they I remember seeing some kind of interview where they were like they didn't understand the humor behind Wayne's World like they didn't think Wayne's World was very funny they didn't get it but they were just like fuck it put our song on there that's fine it's famous <laughs> popular movies so yeah let's get into this uh Alice Cooper video while we're on the Frankenstein monster um, or feed my Frankenstein I mean 1991 it's insane I'm assuming that Alice just always put together the all-star lineups oh yeah because on this one how insane is it insane is it that you have Nikki six on bass you got Joe Satriani on guitar yeah. and also Steve Vai on guitar. With a guest <laughs> appearance from Elvira. But why would you need both of these guitar guys? <laughs> I and mean, if they offer. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> you just got these friends, you know, in your Rolodex. Anybody will come over if Alice Cooper calls them. So. It's like, damn. Yeah. It's like you needed Bach and Mozart to compose <laughs> some shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Steve Frankenstein. Hey, wait a minute. What are we doing? Yeah, we got backstage passes for Alice Cooper. So I got that liquor on, apparently. Yeah. I didn't get this riff exactly right. I just stopped listening to it and changed it as I was recording it. If we got you a writing crop, 
<laughs> you would definitely have been Alice. That's not Joe Satriani. <laughs> What's Elvira do on this? You can hear her voice saying, he's such a psycho, or uh, something. Little sound bite. I think I'm going to change my... My uh, podcast host named to Velcro Candy. <laughs> Alive and naked on your ice cream cone. least favorite things to do is to try to find a synth sound like I hear a synth in this and I'm like all right let me go through these 2,000 sounds in this library and try to find that sound and then you get just that your audience just dicking around right here (laughs) it's like you gotta let them do it guys just shut up now they deliver But these guys get to, like, pretend to be them. I'm going to say that's by. That's, I'm saying, like, that part's by. Oh. And the other part was set running. You got to guess, like, which one's which. Cooper had that like 50 foot skeleton that went crazy last year on social media way before 2020. He's a badass. He's in top form right there. That was Mm. so good. The band's so good. That song is so good. Uh, Yeah. That's on Hey Stupid. So right there. 
That's right after trash, I think. Hey, stupid. Yep. He was on a roll. Pop form. My man. So, like, you're moving on. You're going through the monsters. We tried to do this thought experiment. Yeah. In the car on the way back from a fall festival where I'm trying to quiz the fam on what's your favorite song about Frankenstein? They all knew Feed My Frankenstein because I've been singing it for the theme. And then I was like, okay, what's your favorite Dracula or vampire song? And uh, the boy's like, well, I mean... Dracula sings the Monster Mash. He sings vocals on the Monster Mash. <laughs> so that one. And I was like, we we laughed. And I was like, but wait a minute. This shit ain't Dracula. That's a scientist. It's Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Singing the Monster well, Mash. It's the, it's the, the Frankenstein monster. Is it? He says something about his, uh, what are those electron things on his neck? Electrodes? He says something about his electrodes. Huh. In one of the lyrics. I thought, I thought it was the scientist. Well, he does say he's working in his lab. Yeah. But, but, it, but he could... Frankenstein monster monster dabbling in, in some science. We watched, actually, um, Young Frankenstein, like, within three weeks ago. And... At the end, he, he was given the gift of intelligence and speech. So, from Gene Wilder, That's who was a, smoking hot. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't realize it, but Gene Wilder was a fucking hottie back then. <laughs> he was. Flirty eyes. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Maybe top fave yeah i read a one of his books he was an author too really good writer. i read his autobiography yeah Is that what you read no, no i read some fictional stuff that he read he wrote um i guess after he really stopped acting before he died really talented writer yeah um, my man yeah genie Ooh. But so you thought of a vampire song. I could not think of a good vampire song except for like Dracula. It's, it, you know, I, the internet does help with research. <laughs> but yeah, moving on through the classic movie monsters, keeping it in our hard rock, heavy metal um, lifestyle, um, I did find a band that we would not normally play unless it's like a going out song and I've been meaning to play them for a long time as my going out song because I've always got one of their songs in my head but I'm very excited to play this one it's been in my head all day I keep singing it to you before we started the show because it just keeps coming out of me it's so good and so I'm gonna play Judas Priest Love Bites it's not the Def Leppard song. <laughs> it's from uh, 1984's Defenders of the Faith. And I read a bunch of stuff about it today. One of the things that I read was that Rob Halford really said that this song stands out 
in their catalog. It's, he said it's just unlike any other song that they've ever written and um, that they always play it live because they just love it so much. Um, it is about being, it's, a, it's about vampirism. And, you know, it's kind of funny because it makes me think of when he came out as a gay man. He was kind of like, I remember him saying things like, how did you guys not know? Because all of these lyrics were very sort of S&M and he had this sort of leather daddy look his whole career. Um, but what was really famous from this album, I just want to make a note of it, even though I had some other famous singles, but like we talked about Tipper Gore a lot during that Twisted Sister episode um, and how she tried to censor, you know, so much of this music. So if you guys remember, they had a list called the Filthy 15. These songs were like the filthiest, Filth. right? And a song from this record was on it. It was called Eat Me Alive. And Tipper Gore, with her filthy, perverted mind, liked to tell people what these songs were about without really knowing, like asking the band or anything. She did it just with, to Twisted Sister, and she did it to uh, Judas Priest. She I'm said, glad she died alone. That's dark and spooky for Halloween. Um, she said that the song was about forcing someone to give oral sex at gunpoint. I haven't listened to the lyrics. Maybe it is about that. But Judas Priest said the lyrics are S&M related. They're supposed to be tongue in cheek. Um, it's not about like encouraging people to force people to give them oral sex with guns so yeah that's not the song we're playing we're playing love bites because it's about vampires and this is a halloween episode so get ready to have a song in your head and be glad that you do um yeah and they've got a music video so this is love bites wait before it starts, let me also point out that I saw this video on YouTube. It's a, a behind the scenes of this video, them making this video. It's old as fuck. It sounds like shit. It's from VHS. I'm not going to play it. But I know that Rob Halford was like, we spent so much money on making this creature that you see in the background of their stage and this also was shot at like 10 a.m on a on a morning and um there's nobody in the audience it's just like a director and a few people and he's performing at full capacity like there's an audience there later there is they're going to shoot a scene later where there's audience you know in the crowd for the crowd shots but most of what you see with him singing to the camera is him early in the morning not in front of many people but still having to give this rock performance like it's like it's really happening so that's entertaining i like that tidbit 
Whoa. I mean, the reason we couldn't tell that he was gay is because we had guys like Poison at the same time, like looking literally like oh, girls, yeah. and we just weren't sure, like really, about any of it. <laughs> he <laughs> was like, way what? more butch than CC Deville, and CC Deville was slamming pussy left and right. There's like all these early 80s or well 80s horror movies that have like these gay subtexts like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 mm-hmm. and like Sleepaway Camp. You ever see Sleepaway Camp? Yeah. You know, so like you watch them looking back and you're like, wow, it's just like shit loads of gay subtext, but <laughs> we weren't picking up on it because dudes just wore like midriff bearing shirts. That was a like, whole thing for a know. solid minute. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I just wanted to listen to it. I never heard that song before. 
so good. It's interesting, like that instrumental section in the middle, and the piano yeah. comes in, and then there's like, it almost sounds like some kind of orchestra stabs or something when the guitar starts to come in, but I thought maybe that's the guitars. I don't know. Very adventurous. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why it kind of stands out in their catalog. It's, it's really not you, like what you would expect when it comes to a section like that in the song, you just expect like a big solo. Um, and it was really, it was really interesting. I love that song. It's all I've been so, thinking about all week. Yeah, like, so that was our vampire pick. Yeah. And then werewolf. So we all <laughs> in the car on the way back from the fall festival, our pick was going to be werewolves of London. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's classic. <laughs> but that's not hard rock. Yeah, classic. Um, like, maybe, like, disturbed, covered werewolves of London. <laughs> well, Bark at the oh. Moon is a good, like, hard rock song. Werewolves of London. Easy to go to. Um, Ozzy's even dressed like a werewolf in the fucking video. Like, it's amazing. And we will, trust me, 22... We're going to get to Bark at the Moon. Um, <clears throat> I went with a pretty different direction. A band that we haven't talked about um, yet on the show. And they're a band that I've known about. I've thought, yes, in the future we're going to get around to them. I know that um, some band members from Uriah Heap have ended up in other bands that we're a little bit more familiar with. Um, this track is Night of the Wolf. It's on their, get this, 16th album in 1985. So by 1985, Uriah Heap already had, this is their 16th album called Equator, um, Night of the Wolf. And I looked really hard for information about um this song um the band what they were doing at this time interviews anything that i could i couldn't really find anything but what i did find was somebody has a uriah heat podcast just about this band and they're going through the catalog, song by song. And in 2020, they had a episode just about this song. And it was only 18 minutes long, so I just decided to listen to it. Um, I was hoping that they would give me some kind of information. Who's on it? Why did they write it? What about this very gothic sort of um, sound that it's almost like like the way it starts is almost kind of like Emerson Lake and Palmer like it's almost got this progness to it but that I mean there's a lot about it that I just really wasn't expecting um, and he didn't have a lot of information he just sort of played a few seconds of the song and then talked about what he just heard or things that stood out to him and then would play the song some more and it was you know it was great he's very passionate about the band I just don't know how much information is out there for people to have about this band. Um, but, yeah, 
this is the kind of shit that like this is a halloween song um as someone who has dj'd a lot of kind of you know just goth events and has put together a lot of halloween playlists this is it like it's very goth it's um it sounds like something that would happen in a graveyard you know it's just kind of perfect for a halloween playlist um so yeah uriah heap now the video for you guys that are watching on patreon you are fucking welcome if you're not research it yourself there is a or was a haunted strip club in portland oregon and they had a little sort of like walk through um willy wonka themed uh adventure so i snipped out some pieces of that for the video i really looked for something that was going to be like I thought it would be kind of easy to find somebody that had done some sexy werewolf transformation or something, but it didn't really happen. So we're going in a different direction. And I think this is great. I wish that there was some kind of adult themed aunt that I could walk through in Georgia. Jealous. So. Portland, Maine. Oregon. <laughs> So, this is Uriah Heep, Night of the Wolf. Not to be distracted by this dick hammer. <laughs> I want to listen to the song. It's 
So she's like the kid that touched the chocolate and got sucked up by the tube. I see. So I didn't know you were right here because this intense. So intense, it turns out. Pretty effective little transition there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's crazy that Portland Strip Club, Willy Wonka Nightmare. You really put a lot of work into it. Very entertaining. I had to lose the wig. Yeah. It was suffering. Wigs suck. I've got one on currently. Not my hair. To be honest. Um, so, going through classic monster like lineups from the. Universal? Yeah. There's a mummy, and trust me when I tell you that I researched that, um, and I found one, one metal song, and it's by Celtic Frost called Morbid Tales. It is so metal, you guys. Like, so much more metal than we are. Listen to it, though, if you're into that. Um, so, instead of doing mummies, we went with zombies. Right? Is that, That's not universal. That's like there wasn't a zombie in that lineup. But zombies are classic. Um, I did not know that the whole zombie eating brains came from Return of the Living Dead. Oh. Up till that point. They were just eating whatever? I mean, the Night of the Living Dead creatures just ate flesh. They were eating human beings. Yeah. It wasn't specifically about brains. Return of the Living Dead had speaking zombies. So they made it very clear. They were like brains. They were the very first like brains zombies. Right. Never dawned on me. I don't like a speaking zombie and I don't like a running zombie. I don't like a zombie that can figure shit out. <laughs> Yo, Return of the Living Dead zombies are smart as hell. Yeah. They're super smart. Like 
Tarman, he's all fucked up. He's been in that bucket, that canister. He's like dripping like liquid off of him, liquefied. But when he chases that girl, he like locks her in this lock locker and then he wraps a chain around the handles of these lockers real tight and runs the chain over to this crank and wraps it around and then like cranks it so that it pulls and like busts the doors open. He thought that through. What about, isn't it Return of the Living Dead 3 or Night of the Living Dead 3, which has that girl who like, she's a zombie and she's in love and she's trying to resist her zombie instincts. So she's piercing her body and she's putting all these metal pieces and glass and she's like getting really punk rock, like metal looking progressively over time and she's impaling herself with the shit because when she hurts herself it makes her not want to eat him i guess that's <laughs> twisted yeah that's three right i yes. think that is three that's my favorite one even though i don't like thinking zombies that's just weird and her boobs are nice yeah that that movie is crazy yeah yeah. Twisted. Yeah. I'm pretty classic with my zombies. Um, however... I mean... So, there's there's good examples of running zombies. Okay. Give us one. The Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead from... I don't think I've seen it. 2003 or four. You haven't seen it with Sarah Polly? I don't think so. Super good. What about 28 Days Later? I think that's, that's what I know about running zombies. You don't like that? Not really. You, I mean, you... Like, that movie is awesome, though. It's terrifying. But no, I don't want them to run. Because it's terrifying when they run? Or you think it's inappropriate? I think that it doesn't make sense that they are anything more than just meandering like bump i just want the bumbling like we're barely moving along and we barely function in but return of the living eat. dead they're they're like just bones and like they don't even have muscles and stuff they're just coming up out of the grave as just bone skeletons but with eyeballs yeah, because dead things get rigor mortis and stuff. They're very stiff. It doesn't really make sense that they get all lubed up so that they can come running after you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Return of the Living Dead, though. It's so iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. So, yeah, zombies. Um, so, check this out. I might not like zombies that run and function and can think and conversate and figure it out but that doesn't stop me from liking certain movies including a, a very good movie um, that is a an instant cult classic for me um, called Zombie Strippers um, starring Robert England and Jenna Jameson and let me tell you something I mean, I knew that Jenna Jameson was 
one of the most successful porn stars of all time. And I figured it was because she's just business smart and she's pretty, you know, and she gets out here and she works hard and she invests her money right. Watching her in this movie gave me a whole new level of appreciation of Jenna Jameson. Um, she's probably the greatest stripper of all time. Uh, no one deserves it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mega talented and gorgeous. And um, so I'm using a little bit of her doing a little zombie stripping uh, to our zombie song. And I chose Ozzy Osbourne's Zombie Stomp. I understand we just did so some Ozzy a few weeks ago. Quite frankly, people just aren't talking that much about zombies either. <laughs> this music in this era. So you got to do what you got to do. This is actually on No More Tears. Um, I didn't find any interviews or anything about this song, but I did find um, a Song Facts page about it. And while Song Facts didn't give us any clues about what the lyrics meant, in the comments, people really believe that it's about maybe a hangover the next day or the day after getting really abusive with substances and then you're zombie-like, I guess, the next day. Um, either way, zombie snop. <laughs> it's about zombies to me. And I'm always glad to see Robert England, to be honest. I had no intention of watching Zombie Strippers, but I'm going to take your word for it that it's... You should compelling it's interesting it's interesting that she has a, a spoiler alert she has a very positive response to becoming a stripper as a zombie and so all of the other girls at the club are jealous and they all want to become zombies too so that they can also get that kind of response <laughs> huh. so yeah And it's on Prime right now. So she was recently killed here. Yeah. Freshly zombied. She got up off the floor and went to the stage after being killed. So, you know, in Return of the Living Dead, the zombies had the ability to continue on mm -hmm. regular functions.
so I never been to a strip club, and my this is what I'm missing. I'm missing like horrific Willy Wonka shows and bloody zombie strippers. Yeah. Do they all do this at Halloween? No, it's not nearly as cool. I'm sure. They just put on their naughty like nurse costumes or something and come out and do a dance. We saw that one where there was a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That is a clown strip club. I mean, you got to go to the cool ones. song had a hella long intro. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking crowd loves it. Is she gonna go kill him now? One by one. Lots of brains there. off no more tears mm-hmm. sack wild yep Take off. Yeah. You can't let zombies do that. Bad news. Damn, just chewing it up. Straight chewing it up. The audience is like, fuck yeah! Yeah! She's killing him back there. Woo! Hey, 
Nice. From there, when you think of like classic movie monsters, there's like a swamp thing. We can't get songs about those things. So I decided swamp thing? to. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Underrated. Yeah. I decided to go with another sort of classic um, monster Halloween type thing with a witch theme. It must be the season of the witch. I love that song. I love witchy woman. I love all of the songs uh, that are kind of classic rock about witchy shit. Witchy woman's good. Real good. Magic Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of those are really good. But trying to find something that fits in the 80s to early 90s is a little bit more complicated. So I went in a very different direction than we would normally go in. I picked a song by King Diamond. Uh-oh. As we we were talking about King Diamond earlier. I never heard him. I know. Here we go. Ah! Popping my King Diamond cherry. Well, this one is Eye of the Witch. It's from their fifth studio album, 1990s, The Eye. And, you know, um, they were a band that did concept records. Um, this one, first of all, the main part of the stories told on this album are true and took place during the French Inquisition from 50, what, 1450 to 1670. That's a long time. That's almost, no, that's over 200 years, the French Inquisition. That's fucked up. I don't know about it. I don't either. The story starts off with an unnamed character finding a necklace called the eye that allows them to see the events the necklace was a witness for in the past. So they see an accused witch named Jeanne de Basin, which is specific. Weird. Being tortured and burned at the stake. Next, they see two little girls finding the necklace and the ashes at the stake. And what they see when the eye, or when they look in the eye, kills them. The girls mm. die. It's you like, look in the eye, it will kill you. It's like the ring. Yeah. When you watch the videotape. This is all true. This is a true story. <laughs> when you saw the ring and it started actually showing the video did you feel like oh fuck like don't, don't be show me the fucking uh, i don't want to like see that. the video i just want to see her chase the video i don't want to actually watch the video you're fucking me right now um finally there's the story of madeline bavant i'm sorry i'm not a french person i took spanish in high school i got a d a nun working in the convent. <laughs> a nun working in a convent who finds the necklace and decides to put it on after being raped by Father David. This is Freddie's story. Yeah. 
basically. She uses the necklace to kill him by making him look into it. Shortly after, the new chaplain, Father Picard of the Starship Enterprise, (laughs) (laughs) arrives and starts bringing everyone to communion. He winds up lacing their communion wine with some substance that lets him control their minds. (laughs) That's funny that you said that. (laughs) One part of that strip club in Portland I did not include. There was a scene where you like walk there's a bar. It's like a bar. And there's a guy in the Willy Wonka costume and he's got a topless Oompa Loompa and I don't know what he's saying. I'm sure he's being a maniac about making this drink that everybody's having shots of as they go by but he's got like a fake dingle a wee wee and he starts like maniacally just like jerking on it and like acting like he's like putting his jizz into the stuff that he's making the shots out of very adult i didn't put that in uh i just decided to tell you about it uh, anyway um bad a bad story that they're telling you about on this king diamond album but this song is called eye of the witch it's complicated yeah it's complicated concept albums man uh but what's fun is that instead of using king diamond footage i decided to use well fuck it i'll let it be a surprise fuck it surprises are fun speaking of witches snap <laughs> you cannot resist her I can the love witch you guys They would have tried to burn her. Oh, yeah.
I love that she's really into like alchemy. Yeah. You know? She would thrive on Etsy. <laughs> Somehow or another, I never heard King Diamond, but they sounded exactly like what I thought they would sound like. Yeah. It's like theatrical, a little bit Maiden-esque, but with some like, got some kind of like churchy vibe. Very much. Very gothic. Yeah, like, yeah, like gothic church with some bells and some, like, pipe organs and shit. I liked it a lot, but, I mean, I got to admit, you put it over that footage <laughs> of the Love Witch, and it's hard for me to focus. Because the Love Witch, that's what gets you about watching it, is you're like, you're in love with her. You're like, damn, I'm actually in love with this woman. Like, I'm watching this movie, just seeing her, I'm somehow in love with her. And watching King Diamond videos, the performance is, it is theatrical. I mean, people come out on stage, the characters that they're singing about in the songs, there are witches being burned and people being sacrificed and you I mean that's all a part of the stage show. It's like an awareness campaign. Yeah. It's like an after school special. But like Alice Cooper is doing it. So there's like guillotines and shit. I've been watching recent footage of Alice Cooper live. Great. Yeah. Makes me wish I had seen him on this tour because his van kicks ass, as we saw. And he's, I can't tell if he's actually singing, you know, like it's hard to know because technology is so great now. They could just have some footage, some like they, they you know, recorded some past show, you know, when he's able to do it. Because there's moments where you're watching and you're like, it doesn't look like he's singing. <laughs> but he looks great he for does. being super old like 70 something or whatever yeah he's I don't know I mean maybe it's because no one in my life ever was like a big Alice Cooper fan so I really didn't know I really didn't know 
I knew that we had like this raw like 70s stuff that people want to compare to like the kind of glammy stuff that was happening at the time either New York Dolls or Kiss or whatever really raw I had no idea that there were so many layers to what he was even doing like back then and there's so much more to it than we've even explored or maybe that we w even will explore i don't know there's new wave alice cooper you know what i mean there's a lot of interesting Country Western stuff alice cooper. yeah i mean there's reggae alice <laughs> cooper <laughs> um yeah he did like an album with bjork i think once um yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah that was fun going through all the monsters yeah yeah it's fun halloween is so fun i love being halloween people um it's not over for us i still next weekend we're going to be filming stuff that's for the week following halloween but i'm still going to be going out to um zombie farms and getting my know scare on while that's still happening um do you have any more plans for the rest of the thing of course you're gonna trick-or-treat with the kids and all that i've literally hit a fall festival or a pumpkin patch every single weekend for four weekends in a row so we are deep dicking Halloween <laughs> this October. <laughs> your baby, like your youngest, is at like a magical age. She's four. So she's like able to kind of comprehend what's going on and participate and build memories with you guys. So it is kind of a special time. Yes, indeed. Loving it. Fucking. Yeah, yeah. This is as good as it gets. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Take us home. So we talked a little bit about the Monster Mash. It is yeah. sang by, I believe, Frankenstein. Are we? Is it going to become evident? It Thanks. is. I think if if we listen close. But check this out. Number one, if you guys don't know about it, you need to know about it. While I was looking at all of the stuff trying to find things to play for this season i found a compilation called trick or treat halloween goes metal it's on amazon music it was released in 2012 and it has a lot of great like covers and different things like i'll just show you guys instead of maybe reading all of them out just kind of share my screen so you'll know what to look for even if you're just on YouTube I'm not playing any music right now but yeah trick-or-treat Halloween ghost metal there's a lot of songs on here um, there's a cover of Bella Lugosi's dead by Godhead um, quiet riot did a cover of highway to hell um skipping through i'm really excited about this one i'm a huge um lost boys fan that's one of my favorite movies from my youth um la guns did a cover of cry little sister which is a big song from that soundtrack 
Um, lots of stuff. The Snyder teamed up with uh, Zach Wild to do Go to Hell. Um, so some Dio on here. Tons of stuff. So I noticed as I was going through here that Faster Pussycat did a cover of Monster Mash. Um, I think that it's perfect to go out on, right? Um, so what's so great is that, I don't know. I mean, for me, when I like a cover that's experimental, I like for you, I prefer a cover that has you bring some imagination to it and bring so some of I've your own personality to it. I've been trying to emulate these songs and the themes, so it's like a deliberate intent for me to try to capture the vibe of the original thing. So I'm yeah. not being creative. Yeah. And Jason's being creative. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate that, and I've thought a lot about it. I was like, damn, it's pretty awesome. He could take the song and then take it in a different direction. And I'm deliberately trying to not do that. And I keep thinking of a song. There will be a song where I will want to do that, maybe. But I don't know if it's like... I don't know. I was trying to decide. It's like, is it easier or harder for me to try to emulate the original or to do my own thing with it? I don't know. I like what he's doing, but I like what you're doing. I like that you're paying real tribute to the song that we're talking about. He's actually, side note, I was just talking to him about this last night. He's going to start a Fiverr account so right. that he's going to put up the songs that he's done. Not just these, but other cover songs that he's done. He's, he's done a really fun, like, Depeche Mode cover and other things so that people can hire him to do um, interesting sort of parodies and things like that. Um, he's going to be available to do that. Um, I'll, I'll link him when that does happen. That's very cool. Like I've watched this guy, Dave, Davey 405. Do you know mm -hmm. him? I don't know him. On YouTube. I think it's Davey 405. He's a bass player and he's really awesome. And he's always like doing these things where he'll like hire a bunch of guys on Fiverr and have them try to like submit the most hard bass line that they can come up with and he'll try to play it better than them he's hilarious davy 405 is pretty sure it's his name but why is it i mean that's not catchy but anyways fiverr that's really cool i wish i could do that you're kind of swamp so what's great about this though even though i do in general, when I listen to covers, I like to hear somebody be creative with them. Um, the Faster Pussycat cover of Monster Mash is precise. It's, it's faithful, right? So I found a video online of a girl doing sort of a... She's a pinup, right? And she is miming along to the original monster mash but it just lines up it's fucking great. what year did they do this they that's 2012 i don't know when they recorded monster mash but that's when the it, and that's all it appears on is that compilation so um so, so, so he's got slim in the band probably by then 
Probably, because he had Slim back from when he had that, um... The newly deads, he was in that. So, yeah, he's been with Slim for a while. So, yeah, it's pretty cool how this lined up. So, for people watching at home, definitely enjoy. Um, it's a treat. Usually, the people aren't actually lip-syncing what I'm... What in these videos that I've put together, but it's just... What a lucky thing that I found. Oh, boy.
Very fun. So fun. I mean, I put together that Spotify um, playlist and you guys are going to really enjoy that. But if you just want to add on to that, if you just want to slap something on to the end of it, if you have a longer party or gathering um, for Halloween, um, get that get that whole fucking compilation. It's perfect um, for, for this kind of party. So, yeah. Awesome. And I love adding a little faster pussycat in wherever I can. Wow. <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, you guys. And, uh, fucking, I hope you have a very happy Halloween. You know what I mean? I hope you're getting out here and you are going to spook houses and you have decorated your lawn and you've got your costumes picked out and you are very excited for the coming weekend that you're getting out here enjoying some beautiful weather and that you're going to trick-or-treat and you're going to scream into the night and you're going to have a great time because you deserve it you know we've all had a pretty hard couple of years and i think that it's it's you know it's it's really important that we get out here and enjoy it you know and this i don't know there's something about this time of year and the way that it feels outside that kind of makes me feel alive and it makes me want to just get out here more and uh, at least before it gets too cold anyway <laughs> so uh so yeah um get out here and enjoy it and uh yeah um i hope that you have a very happy halloween i hope that you've enjoyed these um you know a few weeks of us doing something a little bit different and um having you know fun with the halloween season here on the wet t-shirt podcast our different themes and that sort of thing share with us your pet costumes we would love that especially you know if you're doing some kind of rocker costume we want to see that for sure <laughs> is your dog dressed as vince neal <laughs> oh no maybe with like a little uh you put a little bandage around the rib cage section now um uh to signify the broken ribs um so yeah accuracy <laughs> put a little fake guitar on them because he was playing he well he had a guitar on he had a fake guitar um so yeah um so next week um you're, we're gonna be back to normal you know for a little bit um we are going to be back um with an episode about skid rose youth gone wild it's like my story. Yeah. It's like it's another one of those just call back calls back to a certain time that you know is a part of a uh, you know what made us who we are. So we're going to get into that and uh, I'm excited about the next few weeks. Um, we're both Scorpios. Our birthdays are both coming up in the next few weeks. So we're going to have some episodes that are kind of important to us. 
because of that and uh as we head into the holiday season got some fun stuff lined up so yeah um if you enjoy what you've seen if you are having a great time listening to us please you know support us by um joining us on patreon you get these full two plus hour episodes video uncensored in color um with all of the good bits that i make to go along with it um and all of the fun things that we're going to put together that are patreon exclusive um you get to chat with us on discord um but most importantly you're helping support a show that you enjoy listening to and that's pretty great of you so um thank you thank you so much and get yourself a t-shirt we've got those logo t-shirts um available um from spreadshirt in the links below definitely don't forget about that halloween um playlist on spotify and yeah get out here and trick-or-treat you guys have a great week happy halloween Ooh.